Welcome to Chasing Three Hours, a podcast about what runners are chasing, why they keep pushing themselves, and what keeps them curious. I'm Josh Peterson. Today's interview is with Jesse Davis. We talk about his time in running, including his career in college, as well as going after an Olympic trials qualifier. We also get into what he is chasing after moving forward and a whole lot more. Enjoy today's interview with Jesse Davis. Jesse Davis, welcome to Chasing Three Hours. Uh, thank you for having me, Josh. Uh, I really appreciate it. I've been uh, listening to your podcast ever since uh, I listened to all the episodes, and I've really enjoyed it. You got a nice professional job going on here. It's, it's great. Well, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah. Uh, so then you know, uh, and this is now the second straight guess where I've gotten to begin with the usual spiel because Peter Bromka last week, he said the same thing. I've been listening to it. So you know the first question, how was your run today? It's been a brutal week temperature-wise in Omaha. So what was it like for you this oh, morning yeah. and afternoon? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was, it was really hot. Obviously, uh, the humidity is through the roof. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I did a, a, a little workout. I did, uh, a light, uh, 30, 60 on Hills and, uh, kept it to 10 miles and did an afternoon, afternoon run on the, the treadmill. So, so yeah, just, uh, working on doubles this week. So, and I have, I haven't done doubles in a long time. So it's just kind of breaking into those doing 30 minutes in the afternoon, just kind of getting used to that. So, do you have to like mentally prepare yourself when it's like this? I guess, or I guess, how do you approach runs knowing that hey, the temperatures in the morning, the the low might be in like the mid seventies? Like, I guess, how do you approach that mentally? Uh, so it it does kind of throw a wrench in your your schedule because you have to obviously try to 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 prioritize sleep and, and getting to bed earlier so yeah. you can get up earlier. Yep. Uh, otherwise, it's gonna be like almost impossible. I mean, like with the, the the dew point over 70, like, or it's been insane. Like this highest I've ever seen, like 75 or whatever. And, and just, uh, you gotta be, you gotta get up early. And even when you get up early, it still sucks. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so it's just kind of prioritizing sleep is the hardest part and getting to bed earlier and just kind of, it throws, it throws off your schedule, but, uh, and, and make sure you stay on top of the things like hydration and, and rest and all that. And so you get your recovery. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have a great running story. I can't wait to dive into it with you for this episode. Let's go back to the beginning. When did you start running? Why did you start running? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's a long story. I mean, I was thinking about it this morning and I've, I've been running, uh, competitively going on 30 years now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah. So my, uh, training age is, is pretty mature. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I've been through a lot of ups and downs, uh, you know, in and out of, uh, you know, enthusiasm with running, but I've always stayed consistent throughout the 30 years for the most part. Uh, but you know, uh, I'll, I'll kind of take you through the highlights a little yeah. bit. Uh, I won't bore everybody too much and I'll, I'll try to maybe even, uh, sprinkle in a little bit of wisdom. So, you know, if, if you're listening, like you can uh, take something away from it, <laughs> hopefully. And, um, and you're a coach, so that it fits that you want to add a little bit into yeah, there too. Yeah. I always want to like, you know, uh, you know, running such a personal thing. Mm -hmm. So when someone asks me to talk about my running, I feel I almost get a little like, uh, like, you know, uh, a little bit like I don't want to come off as like I'm bragging or anything like that. I want to, you know, because uh, I've had some successes, but I, I want to like, 
I also want to talk about their running and, and you know, and, and, and share in their successes as well and never come off as like, you know, I, I don't appreciate other people's goals or struggles or anything because, you know, they, I've had success, but there's people out there that like are so much faster than me and I could just go like, well, you know, <laughs> like that's no big deal, you know? So I, I don't ever want anybody to do that to me. So I would never want to do that to anybody else. So, um, but you know, so I started out as uh, a sprinter in middle school, uh, first day of, uh, practice track and field and seventh grade. Uh, my coach puts on a Carl Lewis, uh, VHS, <laughs> uh, tape. And I fell in love with everything the guy did. And I, I, I loved watching him in the Olympics. Uh, so I was a hundred, 200, uh, four by one and long jump specialist. Wow. So, yeah. So, uh, long way from where I am now. Uh, but I, I had, uh, a lot of success in those, uh, early success. I only lost one time in the hundred meter dash and I am still to this day, lifetime undefeated in the 200 meter dash. So <laughs> and you're retired from it. I assume. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to lose. Yeah. If anybody challenges me, I'm not, I'm not up for it. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, that, uh, I didn't run in, um, I didn't run cross country until eighth grade. Uh, I remember going into seventh grade, like thinking, what is cross country? I didn't understand it. Um, I tried to do the thing that everybody does and I played football and that was the worst, um, sports experience of my life. <laughs> I did not like football. Uh, my one advantage I had in any way was, uh, my speed and, uh, it was negated by me being last in line for uniforms and getting extra large oh, and everything. No. So, I'm, so you're just swimming in it. Yeah. I'm swimming in it. I can't run in it. Uh, I have like literally ductating, daping my, uh, uniform on. So it would like fit me. And it's just, it was just not fun and getting hit and all those things. Like you never, they never tell you like your fingers are going to get smashed. You know, when you play football, it's like, you know, it just happens <laughs> and you're like, Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> so the next year I, I ran cross country in eighth grade. Um, and I, and I loved it and, uh, continued that through high school. Um, high school, um, obviously I, I got out of the sprints. Um, I moved up. I didn't, I didn't think that was like really going to, I wasn't really f fast enough to be a sprinter in, in um, high school. And so I moved up to the 800 and uh, really fell in love with that race. And I, I've always, um, one thing that I've always appreciated I, and loved about running is, is the racing aspect. And I always try to uh, figure out a race, you know, and, and even from the beginning, like, the 100 meter dash and the 200 meter dash, I was just trying to figure out how to run those races. I would do block starts over and over and over. And, and when I got to, to high school, it was the same thing. I was trying to figure out how do I be successful in the 800 meter dash? Cause that's what I chose. So it's like four by eight, eight and uh, four by four uh, kind of specialists for my first three years of, of high school. And we had a lot of success. Um, I, uh, my team and I, we, we, uh, won state in the four by eight, my sophomore year. 
Awesome. And we uh, set the state meet record that stood for like six years. That's awesome. So, yeah. And where did you go to high school? Where um, are you from? In, um, oh, yeah. I'm from Indiana. <laughs> so I went to Bloomington High School South. Uh, if you guys know the Indiana Hoosiers, uh, that, that's the town I'm from. Uh-huh. So that's where I grew up. Um, I know that's a rival of Nebraska. Well, <laughs> They sort play. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah not, they I mean, exist as members. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were not much of a football town, more of a basketball kind of state and town. But uh, so, yeah, no. So I was like, for the first three years, I was um, uh, an 800, 4 by 8 and 4 by 4 kind of like guy. And, um, and one thing that I remember um, early on is – my coach telling me, and this is something that stuck with me forever. I mean, till to this day is that, um, running is a lifelong sport. So mm. I was just like, you know, coming from all these other sports that I, I did as a child, I, I mentioned football, but I was, I was like into basketball and baseball and all these things. And the only thing that I was actually good at in these sports was the running aspect. Um, I mean, I would run down the court in basketball and, and beat everybody down. They'd throw me the ball and I would just go, in and out of my hands and, and just miss everything. It was just terrible and I was embarrassed. And you know, so it was like all these sports, I was like, what's the common denominator? I'm good at running. So, um, but you know, you can do running. That always stuck with me. That's the one thing my coach almost like the first day of practice said, running's a lifelong sport. That's always stuck with me. So that I, I really appreciated uh, coach Larry Williams. I just throw that out there. That's awesome. <laughs> but uh, he's still coaching there today and having a lot of success. So, uh, but you know, I was always just trying to, to game, you know, I, you like the strategy of, it. I like the strategy of racing. I just, I still, to this day, I like trying to figure out how to run an event. Um, like I said, I was working on block starts and then in, in high school, I'm working on how am I going to run the 800? And, um, I, I think I figured that out more in college than in high school. Um, but eventually I, I kind of figured out the 800 um, in my senior year, I had a lot of success. I finally started running the mile. I moved up a little bit in distance and, um, had a lot of success, uh, going into state, the state meet my senior year, I had like the second or third fastest time going in. And I always had kind of like, like I said, I, I game races. So I, I had a, a strategy where I would just sit on the fastest guy in the race for like three laps and then just. I could I could really kick that last lap. Uh, I think I split a sub sixty once in high school in the last lap. I I, I had a good kick. Wow! <laughs> so I I tried to take this strategy into a bigger race. Yeah. In state and and I was used to like maybe one talented person in a race and and now I'm I'm surrounded by ten. Yeah. And I everyone's kind of equals at that point. Yeah. And I wasn't ready for that. So yeah. it kind of it kind of was like a frustrating way to end high school. And I was just out of I was like one spot out of the medal. And a medal medalist, and I, I just it was like, does that still stick with you? Uh, you know, it, it did for a long time through college. I think it did. It made me want to like um, try to get that individual success because I said I had I had had the um, the team success with yeah. the four by eight. We won state, and that was a big moment in my running career where I just like you know fell in love with it a lot. I mean, like, and it's like I could be good at this, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, and and falling out of that, it it while it, it did was discouraging, it, it it drove me a little bit in college to want to like do something as an individual, um, have that success. Um, 
to to a certain point, like that was good and bad. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I I did. I, I worked hard in college to to try to kind of make a figure out what was going to be my niche. You know, um, for a while I thought it was it was steeplechase, and I did well in steeplechase. Um, I made uh, D two nationals. Uh, and by the way, I, I went to just to kind of like say where I, I went to Ball State first. Uh-huh. Um, Right out of college was a D one. Did then, you get a scholarship? Uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a lower scholarship, but yeah, I got a scholarship. Yeah, <laughs> like a couple grand or something, uh-huh. uh, and some books. Or, but uh, so I got a scholarship there, and then in like two years into to the program there, where I was really starting to see some results. Finally, um, I had redshirted my freshman year, and this, this and my sophomore year was really starting to see some results, and then they cut the program. And then I was like, oh, oh crap, what yeah. am I going to do? And so then I, I transferred to Division II uh, at University of Southern Indiana in uh, Evansville. And because um, I thought, I, I, you know, as a D1, it, it was really, I felt like my upper limit in D1 was going to be like a regional qualifier or something. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know if I was quite going to make it to the national level. Um, maybe, maybe not. I thought it was kind of a gamble. Um, so I, I went, I, I talked to several coaches in D1 and D2 and I, and, um, Mike Hilliard, the coach at Southern Indiana, he convinced me that D2 was my place. And, and I, I really don't regret it at all because I had tremendous success there. And, and, um, and like I said, like steeplechase was uh, an event that I was drawn to, um, even though I can't hurdle at all. <laughs> so I just, I, I didn't hurdle any of them. I just tapped it yeah. like one, one tap and then off. And I got, I got really good on the water jump. And like, again, I was just kind of game. What is the best way for me yeah. to run this event? Yeah. And I, and I suck at hurdling. I, like, I'm going to, I'm not going to do well. So I'm, I, I found that I, if I just tap it one foot and I'm off and then I just worked on water jumps like crazy. And I, I would always gain uh, ground or, or put some distance on people on the water jump. So I just, I worked really hard on that. I raced it a lot and I made nationals, um, and didn't get all American. It, I made it to the, the final and like, I, I didn't make, it was like, uh, I, you know, it's like these crushing defeats that, you know, you work so hard for, make, you know, when you finally do get success, make it so much sweeter. So I, I I don't regret it. Um, but you know, I, I made it to the final and like, I think one person didn't make all American in the final and that was me. (laughs) So So that stuck. I mean, I mean that, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a theme so far. So then like my last year of, um, of college, I decided to focus on the 800 again. I, I had had some success with it. I was like, conference champ and stuff but i was pursuing steeplechase a little bit more did you feel like that 800 was your best race i i felt like i had uh or if you focused on that maybe I felt if i focused on that i might have the best chance to get all american because that was yeah. my goal yeah. and and i had a really great indoor season in in 2006 which you know it seems like forever <laughs> <laughs> but uh and uh i had really ran well. And, and I, and this is when I started really figuring out that race. I was like, I'm going to go out in 53. I'm going to come back, hold on for the next 200. And I'm going to kick like hell that last 200. And I, and I had really great success at doing that. And, and just, it just worked so well. And, um, 
and like I said, I, I, I figured it out finally and, and I was ready to do it. And indoor, uh, I felt like I had a little bit of advantage over some people because 800 runners are typically a lot bigger than I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little bit smaller. I'm like five, seven, one twenty, you know? And, uh, well, if my wife's listening, I'm five, eight, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I, 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 a little bit more, I could run about the same time as I could run and on an, um, uh, on an outdoor track. So I was, I was very, uh, I, I very much fell in love with the indoor racing. So I, I just liked, I liked indoor a lot, even though yeah. it's, it's a tough race, but I feel like I was really specifically built for that. So I had, I had raced really well. I had had an awesome, uh, win at our conference meet. I won our conference in 800. I ran like like 152 flat or something indoor, um, on a flat track. So I got a little bit of a conversion, but, um, uh, and I beat this one guy and, um, uh, who end up, we, we go to nationals and we run prelims and everything. And, um, in the final, uh, I, I got assigned to an outside lane and then this, my conference rival was right next to me and we get around and there's a break where everybody can merge and he like pushes me in to the back of the freaking pack and I get the worst break ever. And I'm in the back of the pack with like, you know, like 400 to go or something. I'm like, oh my goodness, all my plans, it just like went out the window. And I was like, I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm Because like it was again, like the final, like. I think only one person wasn't going to make All-American. Like, if you, you just got to beat one person. Yeah, yeah. So just then, don't finish last. Yeah. So then I give it all I have, and, and I make up so much ground, and I, I pass this huge pack at the end, and I end up fifth place. And, and, and the guy who, who I consequently had beaten, like, two races before our conference meet, he gets second, of course. But, you know, whatever. You know, so I was a little disappointed in that, but I finally got the individual success that I wanted. I got yeah. I was all, all, all American. American, yeah, and ran well, and uh, you know, so I thought that was a great way um, to nearly. I mean, I had an outdoor season left, so I had one more season where I had disappointment, <laughs> but but you know, so but that was a great. Uh, if anything else, that was like probably the crowning achievement of my my college career. Can we go back for a moment? Like when you're in high school, and and you're you're. As like every guest that I've had who ran in college is like you, very humble. But like at a certain point, you realize you're good, or at least that you can take it to the next step. Like do you sure. do you have do you do you have was it whether it was like a season in high school that that because what I find interesting and when like, when I look back on my high school career, like I now know with the benefit of hindsight, like I probably could have run in college if I would have cared. Like if I would, I ran a sub five as a sophomore. I ran a ten thirty four two mile like. And so I'm always like, man, Josh, if you just would have applied yourself in the off season, maybe maybe you could have done something. Um, so, I, like again, long way of asking, do you have a moment where you're like, I should apply myself even more to this because I can find some success with it? Um, I think the fact that I think one of the the best things that happened to me was I I did have really early success in uh, middle school. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I like I came out and I was like. I was like used to being one of the the worst people on the team and I was like one of the best people on the team. So I had that like 
kind of confidence from winning all these sprint events. Had to be invigorating, you know? I bet. Yeah, it was. Finally, I was like, you know, having my moment, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, like I, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, I'm good at this, you know. I found my sport finally. So uh, so that gave me a lot of confidence going into high school. And then I I, I always like was always just trying to figure out how to, how to be better. Um, we didn't run a, a ton of mileage or anything. I was going to ask you what, yeah. what type of mileage you were doing. Uh, you know, this is, this is like, I don't, I don't think I, GPS watches existed. Sure. So it's yeah. all a guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would think that we were running like 30, 40 miles. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So it was lower mileage. So it was more geared towards the faster stuff, but I just liked getting in and mixing it up with the other guys and workouts. And like when I, um, I guess in high school, um, my freshman year cross country, um, I finally, I had worked my way up. I was like, I, I did not run well our first time trial, like cross country took me a while to kind of, kind of get a feel for. And I never really had tremendous success in, in cross country in high school and college. And I mean, I was, I was okay. Um, I think I was like 30th at state or something, uh, was my best, which is all right. But not not the yeah yeah but uh but I had finally like I'd I worked my way up um throughout the ranks through through my freshman year to uh, finally make varsity going into like semi state I I just beat out some guy and I had started like my first five k cross country race was like twenty two minutes or something and I worked down to like eighteen minutes by the end of the year so I was pretty proud of that yeah. Um, so I think anytime that you, you see kind of like a progression like that, it, it kind of makes you, you know, want more. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like that helped. And then my freshman year, I, I, I really took to the 800 and I think by the end of the year, I, I'd, I'd run like 203 or something, um, which I felt was pretty good for my freshman year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got on the four by eight and I had a, a lot of really great teammates that went on to run really well in high in college um all like sub 150 well two of the two of the guys that were on our four by team were like sub 150 guys in college uh, they were like 140 something yeah 148 149 but so yeah they were uh upperclassmen and they really everybody was really nice and, and you know they were willing to take you under their wing and 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 you know, runners are such great people, you know, everyone couldn't everyone's, agree more, man. That's, you know, like, that's another thing that, you know, I love being around runners and talking to runners and, uh, and sharing in their successes too. You know, like when we, we would like just sit around and, and while we're watching a meet and people did well, we were just cheering them on. And, and it was such, I, I, I kind of miss a little bit of that. Uh, I've gotten a little bit of that recently with some master stuff. Cause we have a, that we had formed a team a couple years ago. So, uh, just that team aspect is 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 phenomenal. Yeah. So, you finish college. You have that that great end. Um, I love again asking former collegiate athletes about like the what's next of it all. And and the example I always like using is like you know if a football player finishes in college and they're like this is kind of it for me. Can't like get to a game together. It's really difficult to do basketball. At least you can get up shots. You can continue to run though. So what do those mid aughts now that we're looking at right? So what what does this look like? Because eventually the marathon is going to enter your life. And so I wonder if that was like the next logical step, like it seems to be for so many college athletes or something that maybe you were a bit hesitant about at first. Well, uh, as soon as I got out of college, I ran um, a local half marathon 
and and I won it. So I was like, <laughs> and I ran pretty good time too. I was like, I was pretty high on that. I ran like sixty nine oh five or something, and I had never run any a race even close to that distance. I wasn't not a 10 K or anything. Oh wow. I'd never run a 10 K on the track. I only, I ran it in, in cross country, but not on the track. So real anything. quick, str- like strategy, what was your strategy since you had never gone anywhere near that distance before in a race? Uh, was it just like, I'm going to try to do this and see if I can oh, hang on. Oh my goodness. It's been so long. I, I, <laughs> I probably, it was probably something really dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I had no idea. I just like go hard. Yeah. <laughs> Figure know. it out in the end. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I trained really well. I, I, I can't, I, I can't honestly remember. I, I remember, uh, it was a, a lot of downhill on that course. There was some uphill. Evansville was kind of a hilly place. Um, but it was, it was like, it really kind of like made me think like, you know, maybe I should look into marathoning and, uh, and the longer stuff. Cause, um, my, my, uh, Ball State College actually like early on, he, I forgot, he gave me this, he's like, he had me pinned pretty early. He's like, well, you're really good at the the short high end stuff and the endurance stuff, but your lactic threshold, threshold sucks. <laughs> like, or like the middle stuff, and which is true. Like if you look at a, a V dot um, mm-hmm. uh, predictor scale, like the only thing, the only two races that match up for me are my 800 and my marathon. Wow. Yeah, that, that's it. Everything else, I'm like too slow. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, what? Why am I not as good at these other distances? But I think uh, for me, it's it's not that hard to explain. It's just I I just you know, I have to really be invested in the race I'm training for, mm-hmm. and I just haven't invested the time or energy to be like a fast 5k, 10k, or you know this middle distance. I just like it hasn't been a goal of mine. So I haven't really put my all into that and really and really gone for those distances. So I, I think that's probably why. Um, and also, you know, I haven't figured them out either. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so I ran that half marathon and then I joined a team in Indianapolis um, where I met up with my uh, coach who, who still coaches me today. This is in 2007. And um He's he uh, he coaches lots of athletes in the Indianapolis area, and he had he had a group. And um, one of my college, um, uh, I wouldn't say rivals, but friends, we were in uh, the same conference in in college, mm-hmm. and uh, we became roommates in, on this team, and we started training together, and um, and we got the same coach, and and just got really in a great training groove, and we had some a couple other people. There's uh. uh a guy, a very talented runner named Aziz from Morocco, who just kind of uh, popped into America. To to he still lives and I and I actually bought my car off of him like a few years ago. He's he's a great guy. He he uh, he he was like a as an eighteen year old like he had broke fourteen on the track and like Sheesh. yeah. So he so he had we had a, like a, a good group of uh, among other people to train with, and so I really got into it and then just trying to figure out the marathon and my coach had coached lots of people through the marathon. That was kind of his specialty. And like, I don't think I was honestly really going to do much on the track anymore. It's it's for one, it's like really hard to get in track races, yeah. you know, after college. Yeah. Um, so that the opportunity's not there. Um, 
so road racing seemed to be the thing and, and marathon kind of the next logical step. Yeah. Yeah. And, and marathons were the, the biggest, you know, it, the, you know, everybody asks you if you run a marathon, you know? So yeah, so. it's something that ever that non runners know, they know yeah. that they know the marathon. And then I was like, well, what could be a goal? Um, I was going to ask you at what point do the, do the Olympic trials? Yeah. Like, I think that came on pretty early because, uh, at that time it was, uh, it was two twenty two. And now so, it's to, and now to to qualify for the Olympic trials is two eighteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, I didn't realistically like I didn't have enough time because I, I it, for that was for the two thousand eight Olympics. Yes, it was for the two thousand eight Olympics. Beijing, yeah, and I had started and I had ran my first marathon um, in two thousand eight, um, and I wasn't expecting the, to qualify at, at, but it was Chicago, and it ended up being. Um, a very hot day. The the trials. Were? Oh no no! I, that, this isn't the trial. Oh, yeah, this is my, when you ran. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah This is my marathon. first marathon. Yeah. So it was a very hot day in Chicago. Like I remember. It, oh, is this the famous the the real real bad one? Uh, that's the year after. Okay. <laughs> but it is still bad. Yeah. There's like a Runner's World article that's like 20 minutes long mm-hmm. to read about the the, the yeah. 2009 one. An absolutely brutal. Um. Weather. Yeah. This was 2000. Well, I think it was uh, actually the year before 2007. Okay. It was really bad. A friend of mine ran in that one. Okay. Um. And he he had told me lots of stories about it and stuff. And yeah. it, it was brutal. Um. But anyway, like, so I, we're a mile into that race, and I'm I'm seeing like already like mid seventies or something on the, on a bank temperature thing. And I'm like, Oh boy. Yeah. But I, I like, I had trained really well and I put a lot of miles in. So, I mean, I was still going to go for it. And, um, and my goal wasn't to, to qualify or anything. I, I just wanted to get, um, a, a very solid race and, and something that, you know, afterwards I would want to do this again, you know? And mm-hmm. I think like when you do your first marathon, I think, I think for most people, I think, um, if you can walk away thinking, um, I actually want to do this again, because I know a lot of people that don't I, want to afterwards. I didn't. After my first one, I was like, I don't yeah. want to do this again. I think that that is a successful day. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, where, you, where you finish and you feel like good, yeah. you know, where you're not maybe limping around town all night long. Yeah. Or? Well, that wasn't the case for me, unfortunately, because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I was on like maybe like 223 pace for a long time and then like 20 miles I started uh, cramping bad. Mm. Uh, my hamstrings were cramping really bad. Um, and I see my coach at 22 and, and I'm just like looking at him, like, I don't know what to do here. Like I have not felt pain like this and he could see it in my face. And like, I, I, I don't, I like, we had a whole conversation just in a look. I mean, like, and he sees it and, and he just, he just looks at me and says, it's the marathon. It's supposed to an expletive hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, and in my mind, something like that just clicked. And it's like, yeah, this kind of is supposed to hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, I like didn't give up and I, I trudged through the last four miles and then, and every, the whole way I was like, can I make it 200 meters? Can I make it to this car? Can I make it to this sign? Yeah, you're breaking down the race instead of however it works at the beginning. You're yeah. making it minuscule. At oh that point. yeah. Yeah. And which is, a, it was just a, something that I've taken away and, and probably every marathon since. Yep. I mean, just if you can. Like, Breaking when, it into chunks. Yeah. And it helps so much. And, um, and no one told me to do that. I just like somehow came up with that. I think when I was dying. <laughs> but uh, so I finished the race, and um, I'm not in. I did finish, so that's great. But I'm not doing so well. And someone walks up to me and is like, "Are you all right?" And I'm like, 
I didn't even answer. I I think my hearing was messed up. Uh, they take me to the med tent. Lips I got are probably blue. Yeah, I got I had three IVs. Oh my god! Yeah, I was cramping like so bad, and like there's like a team of people holding my muscles, and like uh, I don't know how long I was in there. It might have been like close, probably at least ninety minutes. Like just wow. getting IVs and getting my temperature taken and not in my mouth. <laughs> like, you know, like, so it's Oh my like, gosh. And so, this is your first marathon. And my first marathon. And, and you know what? I, I, I somehow, you, you know, wanted to do it again. I wanted to do it again. So like, uh, but I actually ended up, uh, because of the, uh, the heat and, um, uh, sticking it out. I mean, I ended up, uh, 24th place. So, and I ran like 227 something. And so, you know, that's not, I was like, that's not so bad, you know, <laughs> 27th place. <laughs> that's, a Chicago silver, that's a good silver lining for the first one. Yeah. After how it finishes. So, and I, and I fell in love with the Chicago marathon, even though it, it can be hot. Yeah. I mean, I love the crowds. I've been there twice. Uh, I, I went, I went, got my sub three there last year and I've, I've gotten lucky both times. The weather was spectacular. Oh, yeah. I you, got it in the mid forties last year. It was great. Yeah. You know? If you catch a good year. Oh, it's the, like Chicago, the best race of all oh, time. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And, and I actually was, ended up being a part of the Chicago Marathon for either in, in some aspect for the next six years, I think. Um, That's cool. I running it, and I was an elite pacer for the women for a while. Oh, awesome! And so that was that was a great gig. I mean, like they paid me, put me up in a hotel. It was actually better than being an elite athlete because <laughs> there was a couple of times I was actually in the elite field and everything, and uh, uh, I I got way more. Uh, perks perks yeah really for, for being a pacer wow <laughs> so i was just pacing the elite women uh um so that was a great gig i could drop out at 20 it was yeah, a great training yeah have fun yeah you get to you get to leave right when everyone starts bonking yeah exactly yeah, yeah it was it was crazy so so you you finish that one and then does it become then your singular focus to look four years into the future and say I want to try to get to the trials. Yes. Yeah. I think that that was my next goal was to make it to the trials. And I had plenty of time. Um, they dropped the time down to 219. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, so, but that didn't, that didn't taunt me too much. Um, I, I felt like, uh, I felt like I could still do it, even though I was like 227. Yeah. Um, I felt like I still had the ability. Especially since that it. was your first one. Yeah. It was my first one. So, so what's the conversation like then with your coach about, okay, so I want to go from 227 to 219, um, I have four years essentially to do so, right? Yeah. So you you can really kind of gamify what the next few years look sure. like and, and you can, you know, focus on things that you need to do mentally, physically. So what is that? What do those early conversations look like, especially now as you look back on them? Um, well, I, th- I we were talking about uh, consistency and, you know, uh, staying healthy, um, things that like every runner, you know, the first thing, um, the, the first thing. Uh, determining factor of success is, is uh, how much, you know, you put in like the mileage and everything. But the second one is uh, not getting hurt. Yeah. So they kind of, they kind of run into each other a little bit. So how much can we do and stay healthy? You know, like that's always the balance that I think everybody has to, 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 to fight. Like, you know, Yes, I would be great if I ran 140 miles a week, but could I handle that? No, you know. So you, so it's like you build, uh, you build training so you can do more training and do more intense training. So yeah. it's like you're training to train to train. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, trying so, to find like a sweet spot. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and then it just gets stronger, so you can, um, 
so the next time you can come back and, and do more. Yep. So the next cycle, like, we can add this and, you know, and, and so on and so on. And like, um, and one thing that I feel like I've always been good about is, is, um, respecting like the, uh, the stress rest cycle. Um, I've been able to, um, I don't feel like I'm a, a super type A person, um, which in some ways, you know, that can, that can, uh, be beneficial. You know, you're always on top of, you have a plan. Uh, but in other ways, when things go wrong, you know, those people can't handle it as much and they freak out. Yeah. Um, I can kind of roll with the punches a little bit. Like if a, if a workout's not good, I'm like, you know, there's does, tomorrow. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a workout next week. And does my body really, can my body really tell the difference if I ran this workout at 5:30 versus 5:20? you know, like it's a it, great perspective. Yeah. It's like, uh, so I, I, I really tried to focus on just, uh, the marathon to me after that first one, um, I started to, it started to click what it's all about. It's yeah. like perceived effort. It's about, um, it's about an energy conservation contest, you know, like I've got to, um, run on that line for as long as I can. And if I can make it the whole way on that line, I'm going to run great, especially if I do the training and, and I, and I, you know, and it, it builds upon itself. I don't know. And I try to think of it as like, it's a metaphor I've never used in person, only in my head. So let's see if it works. I love it. <laughs> I, I've been thinking of it as training as like, you're, you're digging a hole, you do a workout, you dig in a hole and your body comes along and it fills that hole a little bit higher. And, and the, the idea is eventually you want to have like a mound, you know, like, but to do that, you got it. The only choice you have is dig, hole, dig, dig a hole. So you got to dig down, your body fills it up. But if you come back and, and you, and you dig too soon, you're never going to, your body's not going to be able to fill it up and it, you're never going to be able to get to where you want. So you, you got to like, you got to focus on recovery and letting yourself come back, um, from a hard workout. And, and even if like you need to skip a day, you skip a day, you know, like, um, I'm not big on, uh, I, I know you've had guests and, and I have friends that are big on streaks. Um, I think a streak you're training to train and, and I'm a racer. So I, you know, I like to train to race and, and in a streak in my mind, it, it eventually is going to come down to like, am I going to get this run in today? And if I do, am I going to hurt myself? And yeah, it's like, almost like forcing yourself to do it. Yeah, I'm on a three day running streak right now, and like mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. Oh yeah, know? no. Like I took Monday, and that's why. Like I think it's funny you say that. I was thinking about that this week when I took off Monday, like I usually do, and I was just like, I'm really happy. Yeah, that I don't have to have that. Would it be fun to be like, yeah, I ran every day for a year? Sure, it would be cool to say, but yeah. like. Am I really going to get that much satisfaction or are other people going to think like, wow, cool, good for Josh? You know, I, yeah. probably not. It's something to say if you want to do it. Um, I, I did do it in, in, in 2021. I ran every day. Just, I mean, like, just to say I did it. For because, shits and giggles. Yeah. And plus like 2020, like, you know, everybody, um, well, there was two ways to go in 2020. Either like, either like raise your training and train like a maniac or just drop it and take a break. And yeah. I, I, I kind of took a break and, and like really dropped my miles a lot. And so in 2021, I was like, well, why don't I just try to run every day for a year? So that's the only streak I've ever done. Yeah. And when it was done, I, I, I maybe made a, I actually made it a year and a half, but I was like, I'm not going to keep doing this because I'm, I'm like getting serious about racing again. Yep. And like, and, and that, can't, it, that doesn't always go together. No, it doesn't right? because 
you would think maybe it would, but in my mind, I'm always asking, whatever I'm doing, is this like going to make me faster on race day? And like, if, if you're, if you have a streak and someone says like, you can't run today, you know, if you don't run today, you're going to be faster on race day. The people with, with the long streaks are probably going to run anyway and sacrifice that, you know, like yep. it, it, in my mind, it's just like, it's con- contradictory. You got to, um, but you know, I, and nothing against streaks. I have a friend who has like over a 10 year streak. I mean, he loves it. They, it keeps yeah. him motivated. If that's what motivates you, that's what motivates you. But for me, it's racing. And, and I'm, I, I just want to, I just want to keep everything focused on that. So, so what was the, what was, as you're trying to figure out the trial and error, what was the sweet spot of mileage as you're building and building and building over the next few years? Um, I mean, I, I've experimented with, I've gone through different phases of high and lower mileage and over the years and that, and a lot of that comes down to motivation. What was it um, like in that block before 2012? uh, There was a block there for a while where I had like a good run of doing like 120, 190. Like that was my progression for like, I would do 120, 190 and the 90 was kind of like the drop down week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I had like, I don't remember, that was a, that was, uh, I I haven't ever done mileage like that before or, or before or after. Like, and your I mean, body was, was holding up? Yeah, my body holds up pretty well. Like I've only had, um, knock on wood, like one significant injury that kind of sucked. And I, I actually I can get to that. <laughs> so I was training um, and I ran, I ran Chicago the next year. Uh-huh. I, I dropped down to 221. So that's a nice chunk to drop off right yeah, away. Yeah, right away. Um, I placed well. Um, I think I, I was like, I I don't remember what I was. But anyway, I placed really well again. I think maybe 19th or something. And so at this point, you're now two minutes off, right? Yeah. About two minutes so, off yeah. of the qualifier. So right away, I, I had dropped a chunk and I'm getting close. Yeah. And then I run Boston as my third race. Um Cause you gotta do Boston, you know. Like, I can't <laughs> wait to do it next year. Yeah. I cannot wait. Oh, it's so much fun! It, it's an experience, and I think everyone should do it. Um, that's the only time I've done it. It was 2010, and I want to do it again. Um, I got in. I, I don't know how, but I after that 221, I got into the elite field. That was that was amazing. So you experience. had your name on the bib then. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still oh, have that bib. It was amazing. Do you have it like framed? Because I I was talking about it with Derek Derek Lowski, guest on episode two, and he was like, "Man, I don't know what I would do with mine if if I had it." And we were talking about that. If we had our names on it, what would you do with it? Yeah. Yeah. It so um, it I have all those. Um, a lot. Of, I have some from Chicago and Boston. Some big races with my name on them. Yeah. And um, I I've we've. I finally got a space where I can actually put all those things up. Yeah. I got my medals all lined up and I've got all my awards lined up. The bibs um, are on a pile right now. I'm going to do something with <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Uh, but Boston, highly recommend if you qualify, go do it. Yeah. Um, I was in the elite field. I was sitting in a room with Ryan Hall, Med Kopleski. Um, <laughs> that had to be so cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And I just like, uh, I'm here, those two talking and like, uh, Meb walks in the room and Ryan's like, what jersey are you wearing, man? And he's like, USA, like always. And he, and Ryan's like, he holds up his jersey and like, me too. <laughs> and it was like, oh, he's just a nerd like me. Yeah, normal, normal, <laughs> yeah. normal race day, kit conversation. Yeah, yeah. So it was cool. And I, I was like, we, there was an elite tech meeting and um, I just remember sitting in there not knowing what those were like. And like, uh, they were like, so... Uh, 
here are your assigned uh, bottle tables and your number and everything. And, and I saw my name on the on the uh, on the screen and the presentation, and I was like. I get bottles <laughs> like what? <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> so I'm just like this. Is, I was like, I get bottles at the Boston Marathon. This is this is amazing. So I, I just really enjoyed that experience. Good, a lot. yeah. Good. And I ended up uh, I placed really well. I got like 27th um, and ran fairly well. Not as fast as Chicago. Uh, Boston's one of those. I think you need you need to kind of have run it, I think. I think the second time, you yeah. probably run a lot better. Yeah. I've talked to two guests in particular lately. Um, one, an episode that aired a, a few weeks ago with Kimberly Bailey, a runner from Omaha. She played volleyball at UNO. And she just ran it again this year. She was like, much better. Because the strategy. She knew oh, how yeah. to handle the hills. Derek mentioned the same thing. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely something like, um, I remember, I think uh, the first half of that race, it's still probably one of my first my fastest halves of a marathon. Yeah, it's like it's downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it feels like you're shot out of a cannon. It's like crazy, and and it's like all the adrenaline because you're at Boston, and yeah. like and me being like, oh man, I'm in the lead field. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> People, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it, and and I'm looking forward to to going back again. Um, maybe soon. Um, I was gonna say maybe I'll see you there next year. Maybe um, I do uh, have a time now to get into the Masters Elite Field. So I was like, that's what I was kind of holding out for because I was like, you know, it was pretty awesome being in the elite field. Yeah, you good perks there. So, you know, I like kind of want to do that again. So, yeah, yeah. so, uh, so we'll see. Uh, I got some other goals in mind, but I think that's, that's on there as well. Um, so then my fourth marathon, Houston Marathon. And what year is this now? Uh, this is 2011. Okay. Um, and I, and I have my list of races because I can never remember. Um, I, I ran really well um, and I cracked through and ran 218.47 and I uh, got fifth place at the Houston Marathon and like no one, no one saw it coming. Like all the, uh, all the, the, the people, the race organizers were like, who are you? Like, where <laughs> did are you, you? Did you see that coming that day? Uh, you know, um, like when you stepped your foot on that line, were you like, this is the day? You know, I, w- I had a lot of mixed feelings because I I now that I think about it, I was having some hamstring issues. I was I was in great shape, yeah. but I was having some hamstring issues like a couple weeks leading up to it, and it was like really like bothering me. I'm like, how am I going to run a marathon when my hamstring just feels kind of tweaked? And you know, I had, I had done s- several things and put on some KT tape or whatever, and even like the day before, I remember going for a run and my hamstring just felt a little knotted. Mm. So I, I was I was worried, and then the the race um, there was chance of thunderstorms. So they like they were, yeah. This is I, this is all coming back to me. It's been so long. Uh, so there was thunderstorms that morning, and like they were talking about either canceling or starting the race, yeah. and then like even worse, like st- stopping it at some point. They were just gonna say oh. like we might stop you at some point and tell you like you cannot continue. And I was like, what? What if I'm on like what if I'm doing it? You That's know? crazy because like, like a marathon is stressful. A marathon where you're trying to qualify for a huge goal is even more stressful. A marathon where you're suddenly worried about cancellation or postponement or anything like I just can't imagine the knots that your stomach would yeah, have to be in. I, I don't know. I, I, I know I was very nervous, but I've also had this thing that um, that is has always served me well where 
I can be nervous as hell like before the race, but when it starts and, and I tell myself this now as going into races, cause I've figured it out. I'm like, once it starts, it's just running. I run all the time. I run my whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So why am I nervous about it? You know, I yeah. do this once you get the, out there. Yeah. yeah. I, it's just running. I mean, like, and, um, a coach told me once, like, uh, you know, he, he pointed out like, it was like steeplechase nationals. And like, he just like, look at all those people, um, just driving around, going about their day. They don't give a crap about what's going on here. You know, like, so, you know, like don't make it bigger than it is, you know, yeah. like just you, you train for this. Don't, don't sabotage it in your head. So, um, so I, I feel like that has always served me well. Like, and I, and I've raced really consistently well because mm-hmm. I, I, I can rein in those nerves. And then once I get going, I'm, I'm good, you know? So, um, I feel like I've seen some people that, that just can't get over that and they, it, it, the race gets into their head and I just, um, and I feel for those people cause some of them like my good friends and like, I, you know, they're beating me in workouts and then race day. I, I, and I, it's like, you know, I want studying them, well and then you fail the test. Or yeah. Whatever. I want them to succeed and I want to help them with, with that. But then like they, you know, they like, how, how are you beating me in workouts? And then like come race day, you just can't put it together. It's just like, it's its own thing. This yeah. racing and training and, and running well. I mean, like it's its own thing. And I've always been a big proponent of racing a lot and like getting in races. Um, Seems like it would sharpen those tools. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like when I qualified for nationals and steeple, I think I ran nine steeples that year. Like I just like, I, I get in races and I, and I, I like, well, this didn't work. I'm going to do this next time, you know? And so I, I think like one thing I would say to people is that don't be afraid to race. Absolutely. Put yourself in that position. Um, and, and, and don't be, don't be afraid to race bad And like, and, and you can be critical and still enjoy what you did and, and be proud of what you did. Um, and use that criticism and for the next time you run and, and, and you know, you learn things, you know, everything, everything's a lesson. So you, you qualify, uh, for mm-hmm. the Olympic trials. What 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 is it like to step on that line on that starting line for the Olympic trials in the marathon? Oh, and 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 here we come to my my one and only like significant injury that I ever had <laughs> was step like the trials um, were in Houston in 2012, and I had gotten injured and I couldn't figure it out what the heck it was. It just kept all the I went through all these things and I was like the best shape of my life, uh, like two or three months before, or maybe like two months before I thought I was going to run like two sixteen or something like, um, and this is pretty super shoe and everything too. So it's like totally different perspective. <laughs> yeah. now. But like, uh, so I was like ready to go. And I, and I, and this is when I wasn't, I was pushing more than I normally would. And and I, and more than I knew better too, you know, like, and that's something that I don't usually do. And, and it just, it, it sucked. I, I had some like, so as issues and I didn't know what it was. Anytime that comes up now, I know exactly what to do. I can knock it out. Yeah. But like at that time I was going to different people, I was getting adjusted and, and then like it was making it worse because then I was compensating and having all these different issues. But anyway, I make it to the line and the first the first lap, they were they started us and they said they're going to start the women at this certain time and you got to make it through this two point two mile loop and this time otherwise they're going to stop you 
and they're going to like make you wait for the TV broadcast and everything. And I was like, I was like legit, like worried I wasn't going to make it this 2.2 mile loop. And then I was like, oh man, that'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, but I, I ended up, it actually ended up going well. Um, I, I whipped myself into to some kind of shape and still ran like 222 something. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, it was just disappointing that I was in really good shape and, yeah. then, and it just didn't get the, to, to highlight it on, on the highest level. But so do you finish that then? And I guess like, it's funny, I, I, I not knowing that you got injured leading up to that, I figured that like, this was going to be like this great culmination of this part of your life and that there would be these crazy post-race blues that you'd have to deal with. And and maybe there were, but I also wonder if, if you finish that and you're like immediately almost thinking about four years from then. So you can try again and maybe go into that one a yeah. little bit better. Um, well, initially, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty disappointed. Um, I kept running, um, and, and did you I, take a step back in terms of mileage? Uh, man, I do not remember. <laughs> I know, I, I know that I haven't really taken significant lot, uh, downtime other than 2020, um, 2020 and then like a, a little bit after college, yeah. after that half marathon I talked about. Um, but so I, 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 I didn't know where the challenge was because I had, I had qualified and I like to do new things and that's what excites me. Um, but when they announced that it was going to be 218, I was like, well, that's, that's a new challenge to try to run sub 218. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, and that really pushed me. And that's where I said, I did a lot of races. I <laughs> think there was one year I did five marathons trying to hit this time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know how many I did in that between the 2012 and the 2016 trials, but it, it, it was at least eight. I don't know. It was a lot. I mean. And you're still living in, in Indiana at this point yeah, in time? In, in, I'm in Indianapolis at uh-huh. that point. Yeah. I moved to Indianapolis uh, in 2007, but I'm still there. How did you think your body held up when you're going from... I mean, five races in a year, just the, trying to figure out the math of when those would happen, yeah. given the temperatures, of course, of the summer, you know, it's going to be on, I would assume, the, the outer edges of, sure. of the year. What was that like for you mentally and physically? You know, I, I I feel like I just, I had really gotten a great feel for the marathon at that point. Yeah. So I was just like, let's just do another one. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, let's go, right? That's cool. Let's get in, let's get in another one. I was like, I and, I, and it got to a point where like, Coming down to the wire, I, I I kept cutting off time, getting close and getting close. And then I ran like grandma's marathon and it was like, I ran 218.26. And I was like, oh, it's a second a mile. I literally could see the time that I needed. At, you know, I could see it going away on the clock. And I'm like, no. Yeah. And then I run Chicago and then I run 218.13. So it's like a half a second a mile. Oh my gosh! And, it, and I'm like, oh my, I, I can't believe this. Yeah. And then, and then uh, finally, I like, I'm like, there's a local race, the Monumental Marathon that I run a, a few times. Um, had gotten second before, and and it's it's a local race, and I was just like, this is it. Like this is the last one I can do. Like this is my last shot. It's November, and the trials are in February, so. I'm not going to do another one after this. So I, I go for it. I'm having a fantastic day and I get to uh, 26 miles 
and um, I, I remember where I was in Chicago at 26 miles, and and I looked at the clock, and I'm 10 seconds ahead of where I was at Chicago, and I was like, I'm gonna have to like give it my all this last point two, or I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. And so I just like I sprint, I just like gave it everything. And I went, I went like down at the line. I, I won the race, broke the tape, went down on the line and the clock says 218.02. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then like my gun time is 217.59. And oh. they, they or no, my gun time is 218.02 and my chip time is 217.59. Oh. Cause I didn't start in the front because I wanted, there were a lot of very fast half marathoners that I didn't want to run over me. Yeah. And so... Uh, there's like this jubilation of, I just won a big, a pretty big marathon yeah and like, well, is this time going to be good enough? Is it going to count? Yeah. Is it going to count? So there was like this whole thing and runner's world even did an article on it. Like, and like they had a video of me like going down at the line. It was pretty cool. And I was on the, um, there was a quote on the, um, on the message board for let's run. And it was about me and I was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But then I, so like I talked to some people and like, here's what you do. Like we, we have a picture of where you were on the start and you can write them an appeal. And I, and I appealed and they, they let me in, um, which didn't matter because, uh, a month before the race, they, they moved it to two nineteen, and I had qualified three times. <laughs> so all that work, but I, I, I'm glad it was two eighteen because I don't know if I would have taken it up otherwise. Cause it's like kind of revisiting the same thing. Yeah. But it, that really pushed me and it made me faster. And, um, so I, I, I that was kind of like, just kind of like, almost like a joke. I kind of chuckled when they, when they did that. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> so the, the next trials are in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. 2016. And so what's the, I guess, was there a change in strategy leading up to that one versus what happened the previous time, four years prior? Um, so that one, um, I had, I got invited to run, um, the 50k world champs in uh, Doha and I took it, which was in December. So it's a month after the marathon and like and uh, two months before for the trials. Yeah. So I, I, I took that because it was, I get to run for the USA, get the USA kit. I was like, this is a pretty cool experience. I, I once in a lifetime. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta take this. So. Meanwhile, the trials will be second in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to qualify for the team. Yeah. So I'm like, this is kind of cool. I can get the USA kit, get all the USA. So you kind of decided I'm going to forego theoretically my best time possible in 2016 versus again, a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. So I I went for that and then I ran that and I uh, ended up fifth place. Uh, My teammate won. Um, There were uh, three Kenyan athletes in front of me and then I was fifth. (laughs) So fifth in the world. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) I I imagine you don't have any regrets about deciding to do that versus giving your all for the, no, I don't think so. Uh, 2016 wasn't, um, the 2016 trials to me was, uh, um, not as good as the 2012 for a lot of reasons. It was kind of like 2012 Houston was kind of like celebrating us. Whereas LA, we were like there. You yeah. know, like, so it was kind of like, interesting. we had to pay for every single thing. Whereas Houston, they had like food buffets everywhere, like tents just set up for us. They had like, it was like, they were treating us like rock stars and in 2016. It's like, you know, it was the complete opposite. So it was like, I'm kind of glad I didn't 
But I, you know, I still, I went out, I, I trained for it. I think like the marathon and the 50K, the the combination really didn't give me enough time to prepare well. And my legs were pretty trashed. For sure. And I ended up running the worst marathon I've ever run in my life at the Olympic trials <laughs> in 2016. It was also very hot and ridiculous. And it, it seems hit, like we say that every four years about the trials. Hey, yeah. It's another really hot trials. Uh, it was, that was one they were trying to get it ready for Brazil yeah. and ended up being even warmer than they expected, right? It was torture. It, I hated it. But I, I knew in my mind, I was like, I'm not getting a medal if I don't finish this. So yeah. I'm definitely going to finish. So um, I just snuck under 2.30, which is still my, my worst marathon. And I've run 30. So like that's still not too bad. So I can't, be, I can't complain too much. I mean, uh, 30 marathons under 2.30, like, you know, that's great. So, <laughs> so when you finish this one, like, do you have any thoughts on four years later then in 2020? Or were, I guess was that moment in your life where you kind of like, that was really cool. I'm going to start. I'm not going to stop running marathons, but maybe I'm going to stop chasing after. Yeah. The I wanted to get into ultras at that yeah. point because I had some success at that 50K. It was 50K road, um, which is kind of an unusual. Like, you know, like people would think of ultras, they think of trails. But, yep, yep. Um, so I got in kind of the road thing and I did the 100K USA championships. And uh, ended up winning that in 2017, and got invited to the um, to the World Championships again for 100K, which was really cool. That was in Croatia, so I'm like seeing parts of the world that I I would never go to regularly. Oh, so so cool. it was really cool. Um, my team was great. Um, I had a really great time there. Um, didn't run as well at that one. Um, the 100K is still one I like to figure out. I've done two, um, and um, I know it's like. It's people always laugh at me when I say this, but once you get past 50 miles, it really sucks. <laughs> like, I've hit a wall every time, like hardcore marathon bonk wall, like where I still have 11 miles to go. And it's like, I I would like to get back to the 100K at some point and just try to figure that out. And yeah. why, why am I crashing so hard at the end of the, at the end of these? Because I'm on phenomenal paces and then, and then I just like, struggle but I, I mean I did I still ran pretty well I was 24th and um second American so I, I was still really pumped about that a lot of a lot of my teammates didn't finish it was it was hot again uh, so <laughs> a consistent through line I feel like throughout so many of the races yeah yeah that's why I um uh, when I coach athletes and they have like a serious marathon goal I, I goal I try to to um steer them towards races that traditionally have good weather uh-huh. because I, I know how that feels and I, and I don't necessarily want them to like experience that, you know, like yeah. if you can find a course that, that it's, if you have a time goal and find a course that's fast and the weather's going to be consistently good and you yeah. give yourself the best chance. Yeah. Mid forties. Um, unless it's a race, you know, like where like something like big Sur, where it's just an experience. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 And sure. those, those are worth doing too. Yeah. Like you want to have experiences. And so I want one more trials question for you because I've mm-hmm. had two guests on, um, over the last, you know, couple of months who are both tra- chasing after qualifying. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Geringer, uh, early on in the run. And then Chris Gutierrez, uh, Dylan actually has the qualifying time, but he did it outside the window. Um, and then Chris is chasing it. Yeah. What, I remember that. What kind of advice would you give? Those two guys and anyone else who is listening that is trying to chase after qualifying for the trials. Don't let it don't let the race get in into your head, you know? Like like I said, when when you get going, um I remember uh which oh man, that I was listening to that the one his second marathon was two fourteen, which Yeah, one that was, was that? Dylan. Yeah, I was listening, I was like, Whoa, that, yeah. that's like 
that, that's like amazing. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it. And like, and then like, you just wonder in your head, like, why would he struggle to run 218? You know, like it's gotta be mental. Cause he's clearly like well talented enough to, to do that, you know, like, and I've seen a lot of that, you know, like, yeah, um, I would say, um, in those situations, it, it, you can't underestimate psychology and, and having strategies to deal with the anxiety and the pressure, like, um, and I'm, I, and I'm sure he probably knows these things, so I'm not going to like, you know, uh, but like, you know, I would, I would, you know, focus your energy on, on those aspects, that the mental aspect, you know, because you know, you got the physical, I mean, yeah. like you, you've done it by like a lot. Yeah. So like I would, I would invest some energy into the mental side because you can't, you can't underestimate how much that is a part of running. And there's a lot of things outside of running uh, the actual physical aspect of running that makes such a huge difference that people just sometimes neglect. They're just like, I'm just going to pound miles. And like, you know, yeah. like there's so much more to it than that. You know, like you got to have a, you got to have a plan. You got to have a strategy. You got to, you got to be, you got to know when, what to do when it's, when it's hard, you got to have the confidence, um, to, to, to know that you're going to do it. And, and, and to be able to step outside yourself at certain points and just, um, like, you know, people talk about man- mantras. I always like try to make mine third person. So like I get outside of myself and I'm not immediately, I'm not experiencing this. It's like someone's telling me that I can do this, you know, like there's just like, there's certain like mental things that, that I think that people maybe, um, don't think about as much that I think like, you know, like that's a, a side of training that, that could be explored more. You've talked a lot about men- mentality tonight, um, yeah. on, on this pod and I've really enjoyed listening to it. And, and, you have qualified for two trials. Um, in theory, like your PRs are behind you. You mentioned being a master's runner earlier. Like, how do how does someone who has had as much success as you handle that? I guess because for like me, I still feel like I have a lot of things in front of me. Sure, and I I have I have thought what happens when I don't anymore. Yeah, and so I wonder as someone, and maybe you're like, Josh, I disagree with you. I actually still have my best days in front of me. And, and that's awesome. If so, but I wonder how you deal with all those things. Sure. Sure. Um, so that has, that has been a thing. So like I, after the ultra stuff, like the last minute for the 2020 trials, I, I tried to give it a go, but I wasn't mentally like, I wasn't like a third trials. It's like, it just didn't, it didn't like, it didn't bring me joy to try to, to do that. Like I've done it. So I always encourage people to first find out what you're going to be excited about, like baseline. Like, am I going to be excited about training for this? Because otherwise you're not going to do the things that you need to do. Um, so I always try to pick goals that that I'm going to want to train to do this. Um, so it, it, if I don't, I, I, I don't succeed. You know, like yeah. I'm going to fall just a little bit short. Um, and like, so... 35 to, to 40, I was starting like, you know, um, not performing as well because I just didn't really have like anything that I was kind of like specifically shooting for. I was just kind of putzing around, you know, like doing some ultras and then uh, made a last dis- ditch attempt at the trials. And then you know, I turned 40 and I was like, um, I was like, well, you know, this is like a new ballpark. There's masters running. Yep. Um, so I started training uh, for some masters uh, th- so things, and I went to club cross and actually ended up winning masters club cross. And I was like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And like, I, like my training just really started like turning around and and building. And I was like, 
um, I tried to reframe because um, I hear, you know, my teammates are great and they're fantastic. And we have like an amazing uh, team in Indiana, uh, Team Indiana Elite. And we actually won club cross and we're actually undefeated. We've done really well. And uh, it's, and that's the team aspect that I love having that back that I didn't, I hadn't had for such a long time. And, and, uh, so that's been great traveling around doing master stuff with them. Um, but you know, like a lot of people, what I hear is like, I'm, I'm too old for this now. I'm an old man, like constantly over and over again, but I'm like, well, let's just, well, how can we, that's not helpful. That's not going to make me race fast. Like saying that I'm an old man over and over again, is just going to make me not want to train. So I'm like, how can I reframe this? Well, without, with being honest with myself, like, yes, I'm aging, but what does that mean? That means that I just need to do some things that I always knew that I needed to do. And what, and, and those things are like, um, foam rolling. I'm doing band work. I'm doing more strides. I'm getting, I'm focusing on sleep. You know, I'm focusing on trying to eat, um, an appropriate amount of time after a run. I'm like, if I do these little things, they all, they'll all add up and make a big difference. And, and I've progressively seen a lot of, um, amazing, like I thought I was going to fall off a cliff at some point. And now I'm like, I'm progressively getting better and better. And I ran like 220, which is, um, at grandma's last month in June. And that's like, uh, the third best, uh, 40 to 44 time in the U S or whatever. I just found that out. I didn't know that till like wow. a couple of days ago. I was like, what? <laughs> There's a list. <laughs> I was like, so I was like, that's cool. Like, so I want to like keep pushing and like, and now like with, with, uh, super shoes and everything, it's making me feel a little bit young. Cause yeah. I, can st- I can still like, cause I never had that until recently. I've only ran like three marathons with super shoes. And, uh, so it's making me feel still like I still got it a little bit. So I, I think that, I'm getting excited about marathons again because I, I, you know, I'd gotten away from it. So I, I don't know. Like, I until like a month ago, I would have told you I, I I'm never gonna PR in the marathon again. But now I'm starting to think maybe I can. I don't know. I might, I might give it a go. Like, that's cool. So, uh, and you know, I got nothing to lose. So that's you know, why not? And I'm, I'm enjoying uh, just like the little things. Um, just progressively getting better. Um, like I said, I, I added doubles this week. I, I, I hate doubles, but you know, like I'm, I'm adding it and like, I'm like, this is the next thing that I need to do. And that little marginal progression of getting better. So like, you know, it's just like 1% improvements across the board make all the difference. I mean, like that can, that can just mean everything. Like, you know, why, sorry to interrupt. Um, why'd you get into coaching? Uh, that's something that, um, I've always wanted to do, just never really had the time. And, um, and since we've moved to Omaha, um, I've, I've got a little more time. I'm working remote and, uh, cause my wife took a job at Creighton university. Um, shout out to my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, so it's, it's been a, it's been a a big, uh, adjustment. Um, but I've always, you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've got all this knowledge and I want to, and I've always enjoyed watching other people succeed. So um, I've got an a- athlete who ran the the St. Louis Marathon, and, and man, she's the best client. She does everything I say. <laughs> like I, I, I give her a shout out. Yeah, Nazima, she she's amazing. I, I didn't, you know, I'm used to like the people that I've coached. Like, uh, you know, like 
having to like do a little more coaxing. Like I had to like bring her down. It's like, okay, that's enough. You know, like, <laughs> and like, you know, it's just, uh, I got like such a thrill just following the splits of her marathon. Cause I, I couldn't make it to it. But like, I was like, it was just like a whole like roller coaster of like ups and downs. Like, no, she got out too fast. No, she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> like, it was, so like, I, I just enjoy it. I, I like, uh, so I'm just trying to like kind of build that up a little bit and, you know, take on some clients and I, and, and I want it to be like, you know, like, a, like almost like, um, like we're friends, you know, like, you know, it's like we're, we're in it together, you know, like, so I'm like, um, I, you know, I just enjoy being around that and watching others succeed. So, cause I, I know that I know the thrill that I get when I succeed and I, and I just want to, I want to see that another. So what's your favorite part about running? Uh, I would say, um, the camaraderie and then the thrill of when you're in that, that zone during, um, a great race where you're not thinking about anything and you're just, your body, you're so in tune with your body and your mind and, and, and you're just flowing. I finish every podcast asking my guests about what they're chasing. It could be a literal time goal. It could be qualifying for something, or it could just be a feeling. Jesse Davis, what are you chasing? You know, I believe that uh, you got to say goals to achieve them. So, uh, what the heck? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Olympic trials qualifier again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> Jesse Davis, thanks for joining me on Chasing Three Hours. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. It's been a pleasure. Thanks again to Jesse Davis for joining me on today's episode. Thanks to Ian Alio for production assistance, as well as music and sound design. Thanks to Riss for the cover art. Head to Chasing3Hours.com for more from me, including my weekly newsletter, as I write about my experience training for the 2024 Boston Marathon. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and maybe share with a friend as well. New episodes will drop on Friday mornings. Enjoy your long run this weekend. <laughs>